This is Michelle Gibbs. My husband Mike and I have been married for 16 years and we live in Idaho with our five children. The oldest is 14 and the youngest is one year old. I love studying the scriptures and preparing for this podcast every week really helps me to have more inspiration and revelation for my own life and also for my family. Join me each week as I share some of the thoughts that I have as I study the scriptures using the Come Follow Me course by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This week we are studying Moroni chapter 7 through 9. And this is Moroni adding a few more things still to the Book of Mormon because he still has time and space. And I found it interesting that just as last week he added some of the things he thought were the most important. The things he add now, he adds two letters that his dad wrote to him. And really we're talking about faith, hope, charity, and judging righteously and things like that. And that's the next things that Moroni finds to be of such importance that he adds to the end of the Book of Mormon. Mormon in chapter seven, Mormon is teaching his son, or kind of going through this with his son in in the letter about how we can judge righteously. And He says in verse 15, It is given unto you to judge, that ye may know good from evil, and the way to judge is plain. So the judging that he's talking about is just knowing the difference between good and evil so that we can make righteous decisions in our lives. Not so we can decide who is worthy and not worthy of of being in the presence of Heavenly Father. That's his decision. (laughs) But we are judging between righteousness and wickedness. And in verses 16 and 17, Mormon tells us what we can do. He says, Everything which invited to do good and to persuade to believe in Christ is sent forth by the power and gift of Christ. Wherefore, ye may know with a perfect knowledge it is of God. But whatsoever thing persuadeth men to do evil and believe not in Christ and deny him and serve not God, then ye may know with a perfect knowledge it is of the devil. So, he makes it really clear if it has good results it's a good thing and if it has negative results it's a bad thing and I love that that judging isn't as hard as we make it sometimes it's just straightforward but I also think it's important that we remember that the answers aren't just given to us in verse 19 Moroni says search diligently in the light of Christ that ye may know good from evil And so we have to actually be actively looking and searching for evidence of whether things are good or bad, um, to search diligently. Also, I think another key point in that verse is when it says search in the light of Christ. Because if we look elsewhere, we will come up with the wrong answer. So I was thinking about that this week. My son that's in high school, Carson, he came home and he was really frustrated with his homework. He's a pretty smart kid, but every once in a while something stumps him. And he was stumped and he was frustrated working on it. And my husband came home and tried to help him. He's an engineer. And so the two of them were looking at this math problem and 
my husband's trying to give him some suggestions of different ways to solve it and my son's sure that they're not the right way and he's trying them things aren't working out he's not coming up with the answer that he thought he was supposed to or that he felt like was right and after quite a while of being frustrated he looks he looked closer at the problem and he realized that he had been doing the problem wrong he had written it down wrong so he was looking for an answer in the wrong way he'd added something that wasn't supposed to be in there and it was complicating his problem a lot and once he took that out and did the problem the way it was written all of a sudden the problem was a lot simpler and it just worked out really easily and all these things they were trying to solve with all these different formulas weren't necessary anymore and i i think that that can be the way it is for us spiritually sometimes we look for our answers in the wrong way sometimes and when we do that we only get frustrated we get confused by the answers that we find and it takes forever but if we seek our answers in the light of Christ then we find the answers are simpler to find and easier to find too and they're not so complicated they're much much easier and I I've seen that in my life and also in the lives of others I recently have been watching somebody that I care about who is frustrated and looking for answers to questions that, that, that she doesn't understand and she's looking for them in all the wrong spots. She's trying to find her answers without using the light of Christ. And the answers that she's coming up with are really frustrating her and she's confused and just in a dark and bad place right now in her life. But she refuses to hear answers that come through the light of Christ. And it is making her very unhappy and, and lost. And it's heartbreaking to watch because I have a testimony that if she were to look for those answers in the light of Christ and using that testimony that she had once, that small spark that I hope must be in there somewhere, but if it's not, as we seek our answers in the light of Christ, he sparks that testimony in us and ignites it. And that's where we find our answers. That's where we find our comfort. And sometimes the answers don't come, but the comfort and the peace does. So search diligently in the light of Christ that we can know the good from the evil. In verses 47 and 48 of Moroni, he starts talking about charity. And I really liked this part too because we've been talking about it as a family. So let me read you the verses. He says, But charity is the pure love of Christ, and it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that ye may be filled with this love. Now, just this past Sunday, before we started reading this, we fasted as a family for an increase of Christ-like love in our hearts this holiday season. And so I've actually been thinking about this Christ-like love, which to me is charity. I've been thinking about it all week. And some of the thoughts that I had, the first initial thought I had on Sunday as I was praying about this was if you want to love more Michelle, then get out there and serve. Go serve. That will bring more Christ-like love into your life. And 
I've actually shared that with my family and we've been talking about different ways that we could serve and increase our love in that way. Also, the thought that came to me is praying for others. That really helps us to have that charity and that Christ-like love. And I was talking to my kids about that and they, I think that one is sometimes hard to believe until you've actually tested it out and given it a try and actually prayed for them and tried doing for th- things for them. And we were talking about this and how sometimes like, as a mom, I might say, go do this for your sibling. Go, go do this chore for them. And you get angry because mom is making you do something you don't want to do and you go do it and it does not increase your love for that person. <laughs> but if you on your own say, I think I will just go take care of this chore for them. And it's a willing heart that you're offering through this service. That's when our hearts change and our charity and love for that person increases. And as we pray for them, they're on our minds more. And we're attempting to be positive about the things we're thinking about for them. And that increases our positivity towards them and our likelihood of wanting to serve them because we're thinking about them in a good way. So on Sunday, actually, we were we had an opportunity to serve with something going on in our ward and in our community. And I volunteered to help my husband and we were out serving. And when I came out and started serving, I know the first thing I noticed is that one of the persons we were serving, sorry, one of the people we were serving with was somebody that I don't particularly care for. We just don't see eye to eye, we don't get along, I find them, I just don't like the way they do things. It's not the way I would do them, and so I find that it's just, I don't like it. I I hope I'm not the only one who's ever had feelings like that, only because it'd be comforting not to know I'm alone, but I suppose that's not good for me to hope. I hope nobody else has had feelings like that, but if you have, you can relate to me. And I was, I saw this person and I thought, oh, now it's gonna be a rough afternoon. I was looking forward to this and now it's gonna be a pain. And because I've been praying for Christ-like love, immediately the Spirit said, that isn't right, Michelle. So I turned away and I thought about this and I said, Heavenly Father, please help me to be able to serve with this person with love. And I turned around and I went back to serving and I was surprised to find that I wasn't annoyed at all. Nothing happened that annoyed me. I just had an enjoyable time. And at first I just avoided them and allowed myself to just coexist with them peacefully and happily. And that worked very well. And then I thought, you could do better than this, Michelle. So I went over and started visiting with this person and we had a short but nice visit. And then when the activity was over, we went home. The funny thing is, I don't know if it's funny, but I I thought about this afterwards and we aren't good friends now. <laughs> We're not in a close relationship of friendship anymore that we never were. So there's not some huge drastic change, but my heart changed and I have more positive loving feelings towards this person than I did before and I'm so thankful for that because I don't want to feel negatively towards anybody, especially anybody that I interact with ever. And I was thankful to Heavenly Father for helping me to have more love for them. And I know it's because I've been thinking about it and fasting about it, praying about it, and also working on serving for and with that person. 
So Moroni chapter 8 talks about how infant baptisms aren't necessary. In chapter 9, he talks about all the terrible things that happen among the Nephites and Lamanites in their wickedness. But reading about infant baptisms and the correction that needed to be made there made me think about a conversation that we had at home this week. One of my kids asked why we have to have authorization to perform priesthood ordinances like the sacrament at home or baptism. And we talked about how if we were to do the sacrament at home without authorization, we might say things like, well, I'd rather have the water first and then we'll do the bread. It just works better for us. Or maybe we don't really like bread. So if we just do like cookies or something, that would make it more positive for the kids and they would enjoy it more. Or things like that that are not okay. So without the proper authorization, sometimes we tend to go astray. Just like the people in Moroni's time, they went so far astray and they willfully rebelled and made their own decisions and ultimately were destroyed. And so it's important that we make sure that we have the proper authorization for everything that we do so we don't do things like infant baptisms like the people were doing at that time. The one thing I really got out of chapter 9 is in verses 5 and 6 where Mormon says they have lost their love. He's talking about his people, the Nephites. They've lost their love one towards another and they thirst after blood and revenge continually. And now, my beloved son, notwithstanding their hardness, let us labor diligently. And what I got out of that is that it's important that we never give up hope, that it's never too late. And Satan really wants us to feel that way, and he puts that thought into our minds all the time. We're not good enough. It's too late. We can't do it. It's not worth trying. And it's not true. Now, in the case of Mormon and Moroni, <laughs> they weren't able to turn things around for their people, and the people were destroyed. But... As, as they gave a valiant effort and did their best, they were able to secure their own salvation through their diligence. And often, we're able to turn things around and be an example to other people. And so it's important that we never give up, no matter what, whether it's on ourselves or others, that we're always having that hope that Mormon was talking about in chapter 7. Next week is our last week in the Book of Mormon. We'll be studying... Moroni chapter 10. Have a great week.